0: welcome to Bellwether. Thank you, episode 121. It's good to see everybody again or hear everybody again or just know that you're listening. It's a wonderful thing. Today we're talking about time in this fun philosophical kind of, well, not really philosophical, but kind of philosophical way. Um, Time management. It's almost a new way to think about time management and a little perspective on time and how I feel like There is so much, especially from a social media standpoint, so much pressure to take action and do all of these things. And things are changing so quickly. And how do I do this? And how do I do that? And I have to get things done and I have to do all of these things. And perspective really helps as we go through these types of things. And so, you know, I was talking to the team um, and I've talked to clients about this too, you know, oh, do I really want to do this job for another 30 years? And what do I have? And I'm only 35, I want to go to 65 or I'm 45 and I've only got 20 years or whatever it is. Um, And there's, you know, 30 years seems like so far away, especially if you're in your early 30s and it's, you know, double the life that you've already had. And it seems, you know, think about all the experiences you've had over time. And there's a lot of time that you can, you think you have a lot of time. I guess, and then there's this other side of the coin saying you never know when, when the the good world is going to spit you out, and you know you're only on this rock for a short amount of time. And how do you how do you get more done with the time that you have? And it's more pressure we put on ourselves. And you know, when I think about a 30 year time horizon, it's only 360 months. Um, and when I think about 30 years as only 360 months, it it kind of says it's not a lot of time. And you know, my, my daughter, she's coming up on six, so she's five now, so that's what, 60 months? 60 months are gone already out of those 360, so that's, um, you know, so how are you thinking about your time horizon? That's what I want to talk about today. Is it a 30-year horizon, a 20-year horizon, a 10-year horizon? Uh, I'm 45, 44, something like that, somewhere in my mid-40s, and so I probably have like, you know, we always, in work, we think about our horizon to the age of 65, um, and that's a built-in assumption that we have, right? Oh, I have to do this until I'm 65 and then I can retire. And, uh, I got 20 years left and, and maybe 15, maybe whatever. I like to think about it until I'm 60. The youngest of our kids is going to be 18. Close the doors. I get freedom and life is going to be good. <laughs> um, but the 65 thing is interesting. If, if you know why we pick 65 as a retirement age and I learned this a long time ago. There was this you know, retirement coaching thing that I had done. And um, you know, the age of 65 came, here's a quick history lesson. The age of 65 as a retirement came from Otto von Bismarck back in Germany. And fun knowledge aspect of it. The reason they picked the age of 65, Otto von Bismarck wanted to position Germany as like the premier um, cosmopolitan place in Europe. And so he came out saying, hey, if you work until you're 65, once you're 65, the state will take care of you. And it was supposed to be this nice big thing and you know, look how look how forward thinking we are. But the reason they picked the age of sixty five is something like less than three percent of people lived past that. And so it wasn't gonna be this big financial impact on on the business, but it or on the on the state. So it took this big it was it was more of like, look at this good PR, we could get out of it. It's not really gonna impact us, but it took fire and say, Oh, we can work until sixty five and and do it. That assumption's going away. You know, as you look at people who get to the age of 65, they still have plenty of value. They still have lots of things to do. They still want to work. They still need some kind of purpose. Um, And when we get to 65, you'll find that there's just a lot more to be done. And you're not just going out to pasture and you're not just going to die in 10 years and and do whatever. People are living longer and everything else. So um, when we think about time on the long-term horizon, uh, I heard a good quote the other day some guy named Kevin Kelly. I'm no idea who he is. Not the Kevin Kelly I know. I actually know a couple of Kevin Kellys, but none of those. I don't know who Kevin Kelly is. But I heard this quote: um, We tend to overestimate what we could do in the short term and underestimate what we can do in the long term. And that's you know when we think about saving for retirement and and all of these things, we kind of it sneaks up on us, right? All of these things sneak up on us. And say where did the time go? And we need different mindsets to accommodate for this. We need. Um, you know, a long-term kind of vision, a a short-term vision, a a one-year vision, a quarterly vision, a monthly, a weekly, whatever it is, a daily. Um, And we have to change our mindsets on each of these because who we are as an individual actually changes. You know, one of the things I learned when I was becoming a coach is, you know, you set all these goals for yourself and you make a little bit of progress on one of these goals you actually become if your behavior changes which it will you actually become a different person you're going to make different types of choices over time as you become a different human being and a different person and context changes the world changes you get kids you get you know you buy a home whatever you you get all of these types of things and so we have to do this constant reevaluation on what's relevant and what's important to us and part of that reevaluation is to recognize the progress that we've actually made and we lose sight of all the things that we've accomplished over a period of time. And and when I I speak to clients who are frustrated with, um, you know, 20 years in corporate and who am I and where am I going? And there's never a discussion on the progress that they've made. And that's usually where I like to start. You know, let's talk about where you were and, and where you've become. Um, and, When we look at our to-do lists and all the things that's not getting done, you know, just throw it away. Um, It's so cathartic to just throw out half your list. Um, There was always this lifetime goal to to be able to speak French, and I I don't think I'll ever speak French, and that's okay. (laughs) Um, Because here's what happens: you know, there's a lot of research on deadlines, Um, and we put these arbitrary deadlines on ourselves, and and sometimes it helps you take action. Right, and that's the point of a deadline. We, we set this deadline and I'm a procrastinator and I get this 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 little spark of creativity whenever something's due the next day and I, I've been thinking about it and that's just how I like to operate and I, I could do things really quickly and really well um, with these deadlines. However, pushing things that we don't really want to do or that aren't really going to happen to the whatever this task is to a deadline, it creates stress. So some research finds that it lessens creativity because of these things that you don't want to do. Um, and so how do you just get them off and get them off of your list, whether you just take whatever short-term action you have to do to push it back, or do you actually change it, um, or delete it or, or whatever it is that you want to do. So we are people, we are, we become what we prioritize over time and what's important for us and what's a priority for us changes over time. And so when we think about, I've got 360 months, 240 months, whatever it is. It gives you a different kind of, oh, you know what? In five months, could I get this kind of progress? And what kind of progress am I looking towards, you know, some bigger goal of whatever it is that I wish to do? And um, one of the books that I always like to read, I probably read it annually, or at least I try to, is called The War of Art. And I like The War of Art. It's by a guy named Stephen Pressfield. And he wrote it for writers in terms of getting past writer's block. And I I feel like it's when we think about progress and what we need to do and what we wish to do and what we hope to do and all of these types of things, um, he has something he, he calls the resistance. We always have a reason why we can't take action on some of the things that we actually want to take action on. Work is more important or this thing comes in or we've got this stupid shit on instant, you know, social media, whatever, watching these videos. All these things could fill our time, the new Netflix series, whatever it is, and Some of those are good in their place, right? Sometimes we need to just check out and do that. But um, if we think about these things as just resistance to what it is that we're looking to accomplish over the long term, preventing us from making the progress that we wish to make. I just met a woman the other night. I was doing some speech at a local library who's been wanting to write a book. She's probably in her early seventies. And I wrote all these different things and I haven't done. I said, well, why don't you just write it? And she's got some kind of block of resistance, um, whether it's fear of what other people will see or whatever. Um, and so when we think about our long-term priorities and what short-term steps can we take to get there and that different type of mindset, um, is an important exercise to go through. And it's almost like a weekly or a monthly kind of conversation that you have with yourself is, am I making the progress on the person that I wish to be? And if not, what do I have to change, right? It's the happiness equation, happiness equation Our expectations times satisfaction equals happiness. You know, most people, when they say they're not happy, they're actually not satisfied. And when they say they're not satisfied, they look externally and they say, well, I'm not satisfied because this person's doing this and workplace isn't giving me this and uh, blah, 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 blah. But they're never talking about the steps that they could take or the progress that they made. And so when we think about how to take action on progress that you could do, the first question is, do you need to? Um, We crave instant gratification. We, We crave, you know, this, this um, idea that, you know, I work hard and I should get something. Um, but most of us don't really know what working hard really means, if I'm going to be honest. Um, and it's a cycle, it's a real psychological challenge. Long-term goals are a psychological game that you have to play with yourself. It's a, it's a philosophical game in terms of what are the, what are the real hard questions that we should be asking ourselves? And, um, yes, deadlines are important, but you have to hold yourself accountable to the things that you want to prioritize. And that's kind of the message that we have to do. When we think about time, there is an ongoing dynamic, long-term versus short-term. There was a, may he rest in peace, uh, Peterson. His last name was Peterson. He used to be the head of executive coaching at Google. He spoke at one of our conferences. And and I may have shared this on the podcast before, but he had this grid of questions that you could ask yourself. And he shared it with us and said that we could share it. I give him credit whenever I do share it, um, where... Each day you ask, did I accomplish what I need to accomplish today? And what could I have done better, right? Two simple questions takes two seconds, but then he's got a weekly question, similar vein this week and next week, monthly question, quarterly question, annual question, triannual question, decade questions. And when you get to those types of decade questions, it's, am I doing the things that I wish to do? Am I the person that I wish to be? How can I disrupt myself? And how can I question my assumptions? And these are questions that we should be you know, put ourselves into this system where it forces us to recognize the progress that we made to date, but then we could say, all right, this is where I wish to be in a year six months or whatever it is. And then what are my, you know, what do I, what decision do I have to make today? What does that have to be done in a week? And, and all of that. So, um, when we think about time management, when we think about doing time, when we think about responding to time and, and making sense of purpose and all this shit that we like to talk about, um, Time management has its place, but often we think about it too tactically in terms of, I have to get these things off of a to-do list. Time management also is about recognizing progress and recognizing a bigger picture. And when we think about ambition and we think about where we wish to go and what's important and what's priority, what do we believe? You know, you hear me talk about what do we believe all the time. These are our discussions that we have to have with ourselves. Otherwise... um, time management and Tesla's and everything will burn you and they'll burn you out. And, you know, 360 months, 30 years is a long time. If I go, you know, I've got 360 months until I'm 75. That's wild. Um, now what am I going to do to make them count in a way that that I'm going to be proud of? And and part of that is work. Part of that is, you know, when we think about work and, and the work that we do and how ambition is going out of, out of the workplace, there is work funds other things, right? And and so how do you fill your life with those types of things not to be too kind of hippie and theoretical and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Um, so anyway, that's my fun kind of exercise to think about is is what does time mean to you and what are the long term and short term angles that that you get to play with and, and struggle with and and just put a reminder in your calendar, put it in your phone, right? Ask yourself these types of questions. And I'll put I'll put um Mr Peter, I forget his first name, unfortunately it's not Doug Peterson. It's um, I'll find it, but I'll put it on the website or maybe I'll link to it with, with the post. Um, These are good questions to ask yourself in terms of, are you progressing in the wish in the way that you wish to progress? And when we think about that happiness equation, you know, expectations, where do you expect to be? And are you satisfied with what you've done to get there? Did you do your best? And if one of those things, if the answer is no, then you have that's an accountability measure to say, you know what, it's not a happiness thing because we think other people have to make us happy. It's about satisfaction. It's about accountability. It's about what decisions can you make today because the person you become tomorrow is a result of the decisions that you have to make today. And that's on time and that's fun. And so have a wonderful week. Think about your time. And I look forward to speaking to everybody soon. Have a great week. Thanks. (music) Thank you so much for listening. Now, do something for yourself. Bellwether is much more than just a podcast. Join us at bellwetherhub.com, where you can read riveting articles, view upcoming events, and connect with other interesting people. I look forward to seeing you out there soon.